welcome hey. back. It's episode three. We've made it to episode three. We made it to episode three. And in honor of episode three, we have a third person on today's <laughs> podcast. The best Do you want to introduce yourself today? Special <laughs> guest? No. Oh, just how we like her. Sassy and doesn't want to be here. It's Momager Lore. Hello. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Hi, podcast. Thank you. You are so welcome. We're so happy to have you here. So Laura is my younger sister and um, Victoria used to live down the street from us. So Laura grew up having to deal with Victoria and myself. Mm-hmm. Confirm or deny, Laura? Confirm. Beautiful. <laughs> Laura has truly been there through it all. So it only seemed fitting for her to be here right now. I can only imagine the incredible feedback you're going to give on these yeah. stories today. Bring us down when we go off on our tangents and whatnot. And, you know, are you going to do that opinions. for us? Probably. She has to. Really um, just bachelors when you go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. But Laura doesn't like The Bachelor. So that's, she doesn't have much patience for it. Or passion. Like we or do. Or passion. There are stories that Laura suggests and I often turn you them down but here's the thing what are some of the stories that you suggest siesta key mm-hmm. coming back for a fourth season with a whole new cast member the villain mm. is different and i haven't watched it into the bachelorette because the crazy girl on mm-hmm. whoever the bachelor is right now she the girl who's taken over on siesta key was her confidence coach Okay, Laura. So, okay, this is your chance. Get get the story out. Tell the people the news they got to hear. Okay. So past. Oh, okay. We know. Well, we we know that there is a uh, little chart that goes along with it. Oh yeah, I took my time to write that out, and it got. I I have it. We can. You can explain it real quick, and I'll post it. Everyone can see your work. No, no. The most important story I think this week was the Kristen Cavallari. Okay, great. So we'll we'll let you take charge. Yeah. We'll let you take charge of that story, okay? So go ahead and prep, and you get to take charge of the <laughs> Kristen Cal- Cavallari story, okay? What do I need to prep? Find your story. I are you a story. are you a serious businesswoman or not? The story is done. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're gonna jump in and we'll get to you, okay? All right. Here we go. So this is actually breaking news. Um, from right before we started the podcast, but Cloris Leachman just passed away today. Cloris Leachman, who won eight career Emmy Awards spanning six programs and 22 nominations and also earned a Supporting Actress Oscar for The Last Picture Show during a sterling seven-decade career, died Tuesday of natural causes Mm -hmm. at her home. She was 94. Okay, so I was incorrect. It was announced today that she passed, but she passed away on Tuesday. Um, Among her most famous roles were recurring as Phyllis Lindstrom in The Mary Tyler Moore Show and its Mm -hmm. 1975 to 1977 spinoff, Phyllis. So Cloris Leachman, she is an absolute legend. It's so sad that she passed. It's very sad. I didn't even know about this. Um, it's kind of pathetic that I know her from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I know. Well, that's one of the things that, like, I know who she was, but she's also in a Bob's Burgers episode that I love. So it makes me sad. But 94 is a long life. And she yes. had a very full life. And it's very sad. Yeah, I, I, if that's funny because I the first thing I thought of was Malcolm in the Middle, which is also like a, yeah. her whole career. She has I know, and career. that's like, literally <laughs> I'm picking a voice over one episode, but no, um, that's just what like first came to mind for me. But I've never seen Phyllis. I've seen the Mary Tyler Moore show, but I'm in the same boat with that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Aww. So sad, you know, but you're right. 94 is a, a very yeah, beautiful full life. life. Um, unfortunately, this we're just starting off with sad, sad, sad news is continuing because last week, Larry King passed at 87. I am. Um, I want to read a quote from a friend of his. He said, Larry lived and lived and relived. He had nine lives, if not more. He was the same inquisitive, disarming, maddening person that you would see on TV. And he would ask everyone 1,000 questions. He couldn't help it. It's who Aww, he was. That's so sweet. That was so sweet. It's so sad. Right when I heard he got COVID, I was worried about him because yeah. he's he's also of old age. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just really sad. Yeah. Yeah. So he passed on January 23rd. So it was last mm-hmm. Saturday at the age of 87, three weeks after being admitted to the hospital with COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm. So sad. So sad. Two huge legends in the entertainment business. Um, yeah. So unfortunate news to start off the pod with. Laura, do you have a, a favorite uh, memory of either person? Actually, I read a cool article about uh, Larry, Larry King. Yeah. Um, the other day where um, he moved to L.A., and he was on the hunt for the perfect New York City bagel. And he couldn't find one. The LA ones were always really soggy. They didn't have the right crunch. They didn't have the right taste. And he said it was because of the water they used. Mm-hmm. So then he opened his own bagel company called Brooklyn Water Bagels. And he, he had the water from like Brooklyn's water. He somehow got this contraption that turned LA's water into Brooklyn water by pumping it with the minerals that are in the Brooklyn water system. And he made a whole bagel company just so that he could have his perfect New York Guys, bagel. I'm going to explode because that's my favorite bagel place here in Orlando is Brooklyn oh. Water Bagels. We have one of them and it's a little far away, but that's the place Jeff and I get our bagels because we don't like bagels down south, just like pizza. New York is like the big, ba- like where you get your bagels. So they have like, when you walk into Brooklyn Water Bagels, they have like this whole glass showcase of them like working with their water from brooklyn i guess it's really cool and i didn't know larry king owned that yeah wow laura thanks for that fun fact that you know helped give us a nice bow to that otherwise sad story Mm -hmm. um we're gonna move on to some celebrity bebe news halsey is pregnant i saw this today as well the singer 26 announced on wednesday that she's expecting a bebe and tagged her boyfriend writer producer alev aiden 37 in the post uh quote heart so full i love you sweetness he commented on the post while she replied i love you and i love this mini human already there was a lot of exclamation points on her i love you so that's why you love you yeah this was very unexpected did she have a miscarriage before she did yes i didn't know that and they kept calling it her rainbow baby yeah it means you had a mission she did Mm -hmm. i forget when that was but i do remember when she came out with that Mm -hmm. would it have been with g easy because i believe i mean i don't want to assume yeah i don't want to this is all alleged don't sue us oh live in (laughs) tour what's the what do you call it a live in tour fact yeah (laughs) it doesn't mean it's fact it's just fact to us (laughs) yes but i was it was unexpected but i'm very happy for her Honestly, the most shocking part of this story to me is that Halsey's 26. She's so young. <laughs> That's like the whole Adele and Taylor Swift and like somebody else. They're all the same age and they're all like completely different. I don't know. It's always weird to know celebrities ages. Yeah. Adele's, just- 
Adele is an interesting one because she I think she seems older than she is yeah definitely wise beyond her years I think it's like her and Rihanna are the same age or something I don't know Mm. her Rihanna and Taylor Swift I think yeah so that's exciting good for Halsey and um one more update on the celebrity baby news Gigi and Zayn revealed their baby name do you know what it is Laura yeah what is it I'm assuming it's pronounced Kai yeah Kai that's what I think too the couple's Wait. precious firstborn is named Kai. It translates to crowned king in Arabic when you put Kai Mal. Okay. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Fun. Yeah. You already knew that, didn't you? You didn't look that up. You just knew that it translated to that, didn't you, Laura? Yeah. <laughs> so smart. So smart. The supermodel 25 did not make a big announcement, but instead subtly changed the bio of her Instagram account to include Kai's mom. I love that. We love a subtle queen. It's just cute. It, it's so like blogger and it's kind of funny. It's so like, like an Instagram blogger would, would put mama's blank, married to blank, two dog emoji or yeah, two dog emojis with the two dogs names. Yeah. Maybe she'll do that. I mean, no, I like that. I, I just wish that we could see all the celebrity babies. I know we'll never be able to Mindy Kaling for one, just show us your cute babies. But, um, yeah, that was sweet. At least we have something. We have a little name. Yeah, I'm happy to have the name. I actually don't need to see their baby. <gasps> I, I would rather see I, them. It's I would rather know their name. Laura, do you like babies? Some. <laughs> she does not. I, no, it's not that I don't like babies. I just don't think that every baby is cute. Like there are some ugly babies and mm-hmm. I don't, it's a, it's very hard for me to lie to somebody and tell them their baby is cute if I don't. Yeah, so you just say nothing? Them. Yeah, I, just, I was yeah. like, oh, no, baby. It's not what she does or does not say. It's what her face does when the, she sees the baby. She oh, doesn't so this hide is like anything. No knowledge. Okay. She like you witnessed this. Thing. Yes. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen so it so thankful. many times. I'm so thankful that the Yagavani's have cute kids because I could never the cutest. Yeah. Thank God. You couldn't lie to them. That would have been bad. That would have like really strained your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> see our our friends danielle and johnny who we talk about every week so far they mm-hmm. have two incredible babies and one on the way and they are just literally the most beautiful things that you've ever laid your eyes on so laura doesn't have to lie but there are plenty of kids where laura will look at them and then look at me and i'm like stop it say Don't they're say cute say they're cute <laughs> fix your face <laughs> Okay, so last week we ended on a um, emergency, emergency text from text. Laura, um, and that was about JoJo Siwa coming out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't specify what she identifies as, um, but she posted a photo of a t-shirt that her cousin sent her that said best gay mm-hmm. cousin ever, and she was really excited. And this is a follow-up to that story. So JoJo Siwa swatted after coming out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay, so- Swatted. I Swatted. I didn't know what this was. So I'm going to tell you. Jojo Siwa, the 17-year-old YouTube star who is massively popular among kids, was swatted at her home on Saturday, hours after coming out as a member of the LGBTQ community. During an Instagram Live with her videographer, Nate Javier, Siwa confirmed that officers from the Los Angeles Police Department were called to her house on a mm. false report- Everyone inside had to step out with their hands up. As this happened, Siwa says paparazzi came out from around the corner. She believes the media called the police to force her outside so they could photograph her while 
while there was so much excitement around her coming out. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? So I looked up what swatting is. It's the action or practice of making a prank call to emergency services in an attempt to bring about the dispatch of a large number of armed police officers to a particular address. That is crazy. So crazy. I wonder what you have to say to do that. That's to have that many armed policemen. That's scary. Talk about someone who does not deserve that kind of thing. For real. I mean, this girl is 17. Like, she is a kid. If they Um, find out who did that, can't that be, like, risk of injury to a child or, like, endangerment? I would think so. Yeah, she's 17. Hmm. I hope they do find out who did that because that is disgusting. I, I love JoJo and I saw actually something else on her Instagram. Somebody's like, I'm banning you from my daughter. Or like, I'm not letting my daughter watch her videos. And she said, okay. Like, okay. I think she's fine. She literally has like a billion dollar business. With I Did you hear about that with Nickelodeon? Or like yeah. her brand is worth a billion dollars? Yeah. So you know what, girl, keep doing you. That's just, that makes me mad because it's really affecting like other people as well. And I'm sure she doesn't want all this happening. Just how disgusting. Uh, In the article somewhere, it alluded to that it was most likely the paparazzi. Like, how disgusting. This is a kid. mm -hmm. Leave her alone. It just, there needs to be something done. Yeah, that's, she's a kid, so. Oh, it's so (sighs) wild. Frustrating. So that's the update. She seemed um, like she was still in high spirits afterwards. I'm still really appreciative of her just being herself. And it makes me very happy. I was actually um, with a young girl this week and she was obsessed with Jojo Siwa and she just kept talking about her. And I'm like, you know what? What a great idol to have. Gorgeous. Um, Through it all, Jojo Siwa, she's going to bounce back like a boomerang. But but she stays true to herself no matter what. Like James Charles gave her the makeover of a lifetime and she hated it. So (laughs) really? Okay. This is kind of a sidestep, but there's um, people often talk about how they worry about Jojo Siwa's hair because she always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they think that her hairline is going to recede. And I think I am suffering from the Jojo Siwa effect, especially in quarantine, because my hair's always up in a pony. And now I'm worried yeah. about my hairline. I mean, it does hurt when you wear your hair up for long amounts of time. She, she's also she looks really good with her hair down. She needs she needs to wear it down. She looks so good with it. But then again, no, she's staying Victoria. true to herself. And, you know. She needs to stay true to that brand, yeah. baby. Get yeah. those billions. Billion dollars. Maybe we should all get Jojo Siwa bows and wear them one time. Okay. I love her sparkles and rainbows. Like, that is so my vibe. Um, Chars to Jojo. Chars to Jojo. To Jojo. Chars. Chars. Okay. Um, Next story. Bridgerton smashes Netflix viewership records to become the platform's biggest series ever. Wow. Yeah. The final numbers are in. Season one of Bridgerton was watched by a record 82 million households around the world either partially or in its entirety. Bridgerton, as well as fellow recent Netflix standouts, Lupin, watched by 70 million, and The Queen's Gambit, watched by 62 million, all posted massive numbers and an ever-expanding Netflix universe, which reported by Live and Tour BFF on week one. Mm-hmm. A process which was accelerated by the pandemic. Five of Netflix's six biggest series to date have launched since the start of the pandemic in March. Okay, well, 82 million households that is all households like that's just not one person either so um i actually just finished bridgerton Mm. last night and so topical then for you i had a lot of mixed reviews like in the beginning i was like it's pretty good in the middle i was like man i don't know it took me a while to get through episode four i think i tried like three times to watch it 
And then I finished it out and the ending was really good. I really liked, I really enjoyed the ending and I'm excited because I heard they're going to be coming back with more seasons. So mm-hmm. yeah, sure they were just renewed the, the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I had the opposite um, experience. I okay. started it and I thought it was so boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Donnie, my boyfriend, he really enjoyed it and he was the one that wanted to keep watching it. So we keep, we kept watching yeah. it, but I thought that it, it took like at least five episodes to get yeah, exciting. Absolutely. And let's face it, it didn't get excited till it got saucy. And that's that. There was one episode that was saucy the whole time. And I was like, kind of not comfy with it. I was kind Uncomf. of ready for it to be over. I was like, what is this? It was uh. Now this is this is an observation, but um, you are a happily engaged woman mm-hmm. um, watching Bridgerton. I'm sure of those 82 million, there are some sad, lonely people who have been oh, absolutely, who are more than happy to watch this awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You are. I. You know what? Last episode, I said absolutely, probably like 500 times. So I need to stop. That was my last absolutely of the night. Okay. Anything after Sorry. this, you owe me yeah. more each a dollar. Okay. Finally making money off this pod. (laughs) So did Donnie like it because he's in film and did he like the way it was filmed? Like the, that whole, like the video, I don't know what the right word would be videography or. Yeah. Cinematography. That's what he liked. Cinematography. That's the word. Um, I think yes, but even more so than that, he really likes period shows. Mm. So he, he likes like seeing the sets and the costumes and like, yeah, it's very cool. That was one thing Um, I really loved about it. Now this article mentioned Queen's Gambit, Mm -hmm. that show, the cinematography is incredible. I need to watch it. You have to watch it. It I heard it's really, really good. Yeah. It's eight episodes. Um, so again, it's like a pretty digestible show mm-hmm. but it's really good Lord, did you watch bridgerton no i, I honestly think you might like it i don't know alex is really into it and when i was at her house this weekend she was watching it and it was just a show has about 10 minutes to catch my i'm the opinion. same way and it's just i don't like shows that are based back in like the 1800s and stuff like that so opposite of donnie yeah yeah good for shonda rhymes because she's really yeah the bag for herself yeah she always exactly. has. She always will. Yeah, Laura doesn't have an attention span for anything that's I don't slow. either, though. I That's, that's why Shit's Creek got me, like, real quick. Because that show was, like, funny oh, I couldn't from even the get beginning. Into that. <gasps> what? I, like, can't, I watched the first three episodes, and I just, like... I'm more into, like, trash reality TV. Yeah. Is what that's I like. you. That's okay. Yeah. Speaking of Laura, um, here's your time. Give us the trash reality update of Kristen Cavalieri yeah. and... Chimpanzee her- running on a Segway. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the chimpanzee right here. Um, all right, Laura, you're being put on the spot. Give us the details. Go. Okay, so I don't know their names, but Kristen Cavallari <laughs> was dating one of the guys from Summer House. I don't watch Summer House because Summer House is about a bunch of thir- mid thirty year old adults who are just have so much money, and they're basically like acting like they're on summer va- like summer camp, like they're right. kids. And I can't, I don't like that because they have like, talk about champagne problems, but so Kristen Cavallari dated one of the main characters on that show, like the guy. And then Jay Cutler dated a girl. I want to say Madison. 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 Yes. So she's from uh, she's Southern also Charm? from Summer House. No, she's, they're both from Summer House. Oh, 
Okay. Ooh, that's saucy. Mm. Both from Summer House. So Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari were married, but then they yep. separated and they both dated somebody from the same show. Yes. So then Madison started posting things. Like she posted on her snap, uh, her snap story, a picture of her and Jay Cutler. And there was rumors that she was talking to the media about Jay. And then Jay and Kristen went on Instagram and posted the same photo together, like of the two of them. And it said like mm-hmm. 10 years, you can't get between us. Yeah. We so had that on our story. Yeah. So then Madison went on her Instagram live and was like, well, I have the receipts because Kristen's best friend, um, something, he's a hairdresser. I'm really bad with names. Oh, okay. him. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know his name either. Such an A. I want to say Anderson, but that's not it. But, um, <laughs> he went on Instagram and was like, if Madison would just stop talking, it wouldn't be a thing, but she likes her 15 minutes of fame type of thing. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I have the receipts. And she went on Instagram live and showed all the text messages between her and Jay Cutler. And then there was a last one that was like, if you didn't want this to be a thing, then you shouldn't have. And then it looks like it said slept with me, but she, yeah, she like crossed it out. Mm-hmm. So now thing, and that's after she did that, that's when everybody was saying that they think that it was a publicity stunt that Jay Cutler was doing to be petty towards Kristen for getting a boyfriend, like right after they got, they announced their separation. Cause it was like mm-hmm. a month after that Kristen was seen with that guy. And then it got a little too real. And now. Okay. Jay- so we think that Jay was talking to Madison as a publicity publicity stunt. And then they got a little too serious. Mm-hmm. And okay. then Madison like blew up. Honestly, like I don't blame Madison like if you had this like Jay Cutler's attractive if you had this football player who was attractive come up to you and want to hang out I mean and you were single why not I wouldn't say she's thirsty for it and now that she has the receipts you kind of it's kind of more like no I wasn't thirsty this is what happened yeah no I don't think she was wrong for posting it I think it was more she had so, to defend herself yeah I think it was more so I mean I love Kristen Cavallari. I watched Laguna Beach, The Hills, and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's really good at stirring the pot and then yeah. playing that was victim what she's one known for. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And like once things like get brought up, she acts like she was innocent in the whole thing. Justin Anderson, that's her best friend. Justin name. Anderson. Oh, he's yep, a hairdresser. He's is he, from Isn't that the guy from E? He's from E. The Lady Killer. Is that the Lady Killer? No. Oh my God. That's Justin. Um Justin Sylvester. Justin. Okay, that's who Uh-oh. I was thinking of. I was just putting parallels where there were none. But I think that it was just a publicity stunt on their side, like where Kristen was like, oh no, we'll post this picture to make her look bad. And then when Madison was like, well, here's this, that's when. Yeah. But also she kind of, when I saw the picture, I didn't really know about the drama and I was like, oh, are these two back together again? Like Mm -hmm. it kind of made me think that. And I was like going back and looking through all their photos and stuff. I don't think either party was in the wrong though, because- it's not no. like either of them cheated. No. So who really cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I saw the photo, I thought that they were saying they're getting back together. And then mm-hmm. I was confused because it's like 10 years strong. You can't oh. break us apart. And it's like, I thought you already were broken apart. Like I'm confused. <laughs> exactly. It but was I just mean, drama being created. That didn't need to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Laura. That was, a, that was a pretty succinct recap considering you did that on the fly. Um. Okay. So the next story I really wanted to talk about, but I am just incapable and I've tried okay. so hard to figure it out and I can't. So okay, here's, let's, let's give it a go. Here's the general story is that a bunch of Reddit users decided to play the market and push up stocks for video game retailer GameStop to nearly three times its average over the past several months. 
Then they started wow. spreading their strategy to struggling movie chain AMC and once popular smartphone maker BlackBerry too. And it worked. So well, in fact, that the investing has even generated its own lingo and racked up a set of memes. What's going on? That's literally in the article. What's going on? What is going on? <laughs> Despite the move being characterized, characterized as insane and, quote, a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> GameStop is now one of the biggest bets Wall Street traders have made lately, with nearly all of them expecting it to fail. It all started last week when posters on the Reddit stock trading chat, Wall Street Bets, attempted to push up shares in the struggling game retailers. With much of Wall Street betting against GameStop's success, Wall Street Bets investors believed that they could force a market rally by creating demand where they had been where there had been little before. That's okay. so crazy. I found an article that was saying that like they there's people that are considered the elites and basically they're saying that the elites, they have more money than your average Joe. They have better houses, better cars, better everything. They have better knowledge than everybody else. So they're the people who were betting that GameStop stock was like going to basically die off. And in a attempt to like revolt against them, just these average people just started betting on GameStop mm-hmm. on their stock, which then made it skyrocket. So that in a way, they beat the elites. They did. Yeah, it's like to stick it to the man. Yeah. Stick it to so the man. Stop stock right now. I suggest you sell it off because when it crashes, you're going to lose a lot it's of gonna money. It's going to crash. That's a, a momager advice. Sell it. Sell it, baby. Sell it. Um, but yeah, that's like the whole point of all this is to kind yeah. of like mess, like fudge with the people who have the big bucks. There's something about people on the internet banding together that I just really enjoy. It's you know just, what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Dang. It was $20.99 a share on December 28th. Mm-hmm. As of today, it's now three just under $335 a share. Wow. Yeah. I, I just think that's so crazy. And I don't understand do that, yeah. the stock market. So it's not like I have like the real deal t- detail on that, but just people coming together against the man. Mm, beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Just like in School of Rock. <laughs> just like in School of Rock. Oh, yes. Um, so that was something that I, I maybe knew very little on, but something that I know a lot on is the Spy Kids franchise. (laughs) And that's a fact. Skydance Media is looking to relaunch a classic family franchise as source, as sources told Deadline, it has optioned the rights to reimagine the successful Spy Kids franchise. Rodriguez will return to write and direct the next film, which will revolve around the activities of a multicultural family. Spyglass owns the Spy Kids franchise, and in recent months, Skydance became intrigued in the IP as it looks to diversify its slate. Interesting. Well, that's cool because the initial movie revolved around a multicultural family, I remember. And I really loved those movies as a kid, but all I can think of, I don't know which one it was, but the Thumb Guys. Do you remember that? Of course. It still freaks me out to think about them. I love the Thumb Thumbs. Thumb Thumbs. Yeah. No. Like that. Nightmares. So hopefully they do not make a reappearance in this new movie. Do you know what I thought was the scariest thing was in that one Spy Kids movie where the the thumb thumbs they play with the thumb thumbs are saying backwards and it's like Floob is a bad man help us save us mm-hmm. Floob is a bad yeah. man. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, so that's, scary. That's, yeah, it is scary. Laura, are you excited about this revamp? Not really. I wasn't yeah. a big Spy Kids fan. If it was like a Xenon reboot, I'd be all for it. Spy Kids, I couldn't really get into. Spy Kids was so good. I'm upset with you. 
Yeah, I know, but like, I didn't watch it because I liked it. I, I did. Yeah. You just, I'm, I'm kind of with Laura on this one. I didn't love Spy Kids, and I think that thumbs had a lot to do with that. Just like you know, Cloris Leachman from Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. Donnie knows Alan Cumming, Broadway icon and legend from Spy Kids. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, really? I mean, Spy Kids. <laughs> Do you think that the cast will make a reappearance? Like all of the cast members? Antonio? It's what the people want. So I could it's, see something. I want to see some Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Some Puss in Boots. Who's and Boots? I think the, the guy will, the one who's married to Megan Trainer. Yeah, he. I, I was going to say that too. I don't think Alexa Penavego will though, because she's like all into Hallmark. Mm-hmm. And like, she's really big on Hallmark right now. Yeah. And she's also like, I don't know. I feel like she's moved on in her life from that era yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see yeah is there a release date for this no Hmm. well i'll be looking forward to it i love a good reboot it seems that's all we get these days yeah you know what they need to reboot they need to reboot school of rock no they don't no they don't yeah no they don't and i just started getting flat i was thinking like jack black reprises role but then i started getting like flashbacks of the show on nickelodeon and that was terrible so never mind i take it back we leave it as it is (laughs) Um, I would see Jack Black reprise his role on Broadway. That would be pretty cool. That'd be sweet. I'm going to tell the listeners right now, I have three men in my life that, to me, can do no wrong, that are the coolest men alive, and here they are. Jack Black, Tony Hawk, Travis Barker. Mm. That's my trifecta. Interesting. I just, I love them all. They're all amazing in their own ways, and they're all very different in their own ways. Are and I just okay? think they can make anything cool, huh? You okay with Travis Barker dating Kourtney Kardashian? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because I remember years ago, I was watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and uh, Travis was sitting in Kourtney's kitchen, and they were just hanging out, and like they were just having a friendly conversation. I think Chloe was there, too. But I was like, these two have something. Like You could tell they had like, a little bit of a chemistry, and I was like, you know what? This would be a cool couple, and I think it'd be good for her. He seems a little bit more like low-key and not so much drama and I just love him. Like, Blink-182, this band ever. Anyway, yeah, I'm a big supporter of the Courtney Travis movement. Are you, Laura? Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on it. I think Courtney's the most low-maintenance drama-wise when it comes to the Kardashians. So I think, like, like her relationships are usually pretty low-key. Mm-hmm. I still- Except for that loser, the last guy. Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name, but I, I still stand Eunice. Scott all the way. Yeah, of course. Like, if you could, but, we could have it our way, we'd choose Scott. But yeah. but I think if I was to have him date any of the Kardashians, like, it'd be Courtney. Yeah. Like. Uh, I yeah, know. I agree. And they live right There's, down the street from each other. Okay, so very, we're down for the Courtney and Travis thing. We're happy for them. Let's see where it goes. Because it's not confirmed yet, right? It's not confirmed. People well, confirmed it. Yeah, it was confirmed. People Magazine? Um, they Even haven't confirmed, confirmed it. Oh, E News. Oh. Whenever you get something from E News, you know it's yeah, you know it's true, especially because Kardashian. Yeah, exactly. So cool. Okay, so next up on our list is Budweiser is skipping the Super Bowl for the first time in nearly hmm. four decades. So I think this is really interesting. I was pretty pumped on this story at first, and then I started learning more about it. So here we go. Okay. Budweiser's Clydesdale horses have become synonymous with the Super Bowl, but this mm-hmm. year they're getting a rest. For the first time in 37 years, the beer company isn't advertising during the Super Bowl. Instead, Budweiser is shifting the money that would have been spent on the commercial slot, a reported $5.6 million for the February 7th event, to support, quote, critical COVID-19 vaccine awareness with donations and future ad campaigns, the company said. 
The sports spectacle has been, quote, struggling to, to attract the degree of advertising demand it usually draws because of the pandemic's economic effects on companies' bottom lines. For example, Coca-Cola recently slashed 2,000 jobs as it grapples with a decline in revenue from lost sales in restaurants. Mm. Pepsi said it would rather focus its marketing efforts on its sponsored Super Bowl halftime show. The pandemic forced Budweiser to rethink its marketing approach. Vice President of Marketing Monica Rusty told CNN Business as the alcohol industry reeled from the sudden shutdown of bars, restaurants, and big events. The brand wanted to, quote, be proactive in prom promoting vaccine awareness since it will eventually lead back to normalcy, she said in an interview. So when I first read this, I was like, that is so incredible. These companies. Right. That's what I'm thinking right now. So. Yeah. But it sounds like they're all doing it for very selfish reasons. Yeah. Sounds like they're doing it so that they, they're business they can save can people yeah 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 that's what it sounds like to me um also i mean why does a super bowl ad cost five million dollars it's ridiculous it's it is crazy. absolutely ridiculous i had a teacher in college who was in a super bowl commercial in like 95 and he paid off grad school with his one paycheck from a super bowl commercial and that was that long ago yeah i mean things aren't like that really now unless you're flow yeah, I think that's flow. so wild. This is crazy. I really love the horses, the Clydesdale horses in these commercials. So I'm going to miss it because usually they have really sweet commercials. But I understand why they're doing this. And like you said, it is selfish. But I mean, it, it's business, baby. But bottom line, the awareness for the vaccine is still going to be, yeah, you know, it's promoted. So it's like, it's fine. You know what? That's a lot of money for a Super Bowl commercial. So I'm excited to see the weekend, though. Me too. I love him. What's this thing with Miley Cyrus on TikTok or something with the Super Bowl? Have you seen that? Oh, she's headlining the NFL's TikTok tailgate. Oh, <laughs> that's where we I'll cannot be TikTok. We is cannot TikTok tailgate in COVID. She is performing. It says the singer is excited to entertain the NFL's honored guests before the game. Healthcare workers from Tampa and around the country. Fun. Good for her. She said headline good. NFL tailgate on Super Bowl Sunday. And portions of her performance will air during the Super Bowl live preview. Oh, cool. Well, I'll be watching. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Probably Tampa because I live in Florida. That's probably going to be the go-to. They're also inviting 7,500 vaccinated Florida-based healthcare workers to attend the COVID-19 safe in-person hospitality event on game day. Mm, interesting. We'll see how that goes. Why do I feel like <laughs> your state is insane to me? Why do, yeah, why do I feel like Florida and COVID-19 safe just don't really go They don't together? go together. They don't. Hence why I've been locked up in my room for months on end. Um, speaking of controversial things, I think it's time to get into our Bachelor recap. Let's jump in. But first, not without a story relevant to the situation. We have um, Sarah Trot rumored to be dating a man, a DJ. Let's see what his name is because I forget. I think it's pronounced Bayou. Bayou. DJ Bayou. Bayou. Really, there's not much to this, but everyone thinks she's a big fakey fake and that she's been with him throughout this whole entire time before and after, and they are like together now, which um, is a little sketch if you ask me. I was about to say, as our resident Sarah supporter. Uh, yeah, I'm not I mean, happy about it, but you can't expect it. You, I mean, you have to expect it because... A lot of these girls just go on the show to get a following. Like, that's just how it goes lately. Like, you can't really... 
you can't go on the show and not expect any sort of following anymore part of me thinks that if you're going on the show to find love like you're the crazy one mm-hmm. like the girls who are going on the show for followers like that's normal that's going like normal on the show now, to find yeah. love is crazy yeah so <laughs> that's how it feels yeah so that's kind of messed up and a waste of all of our time so that's fun and it's also like why aren't you with your dad stop going on vacation yeah i also saw something <sighs> about how she says that she was her dad's caretaker but she lives in la mm-hmm. and her dad's in san diego which mm-hmm. is i think like four hours apart or something of the sort um it's about like two my friend okay. lived in huntington and we drove down to san diego and it was about two hours did your friend go to school with cassie no she she just lived there for like two years oh <laughs> yeah i always think about that um so let's uh let's dive right into this uh bachelor recap we'll make it let's short and it. sweet because momager said ours was too long last time <laughs> yeah okay let's get it all right so uh this week we have five new women that were added to the house chris is like chris interrupts the convo with matt and victoria and victoria's pissed about it um so we get five new women we get what are their names Help Michelle. me out here. Michelle. Michelle. Ryan. Ryan. Kimberly. Kim, and then. Brittany. Brittany. And I. It starts with a C. Pageant. Yes. Catalina. Something like that. Something like that. And so they all get added to the house. Um, Can we talk about in the very first minute of the show? Yeah. Um, they're talking to Matt about Sarah leaving. And he's like. You know how does it how does it make you feel when you you've divulged your deepest secrets to somebody and they choose to leave? And I'm like, Matt, you're being a little dramatic. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was like he was so whole affected situation. by it. Yeah, which is fair. Like maybe he was very affected by it, but like some of the things he was saying, I was like, okay. Like you had one date. Yeah, you had one date. Like stage five clanger alert. Mm-hmm. But um, watch out yeah <laughs> okay anyway and before the the girls came that was when the whole thing with victoria and uh katie calling victoria mm-hmm. out for like yeah on the couch talking a bunch of crap and yep. victoria says that katie owes her an apology <laughs> and then she tries to insult her about the dildo and like katie just totally owned her in this whole moment it was like Victoria at one point like had nothing to say because Katie was just not being affected. Like it was so clear Victoria was trying to fight with her about anything. To like bring in the vibrator. Like, are you ready to even get married? And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? It doesn't have anything to do with each <laughs> <Yeah>. other. So <laughs> oh she's just gosh. literally trying to stir the pot any given moment. And it's very annoying to watch. I actually thought this one part was really funny because Victoria. So Victoria asked Katie for an apology and mm-hmm. She's like, you told me to stop when I wasn't done expressing myself. And Katie was like, fought back on that. And then Katie said, if you're being a bitch, I'm going to tell you you're being a bitch. And Victoria goes with like the most dead, mm-hmm. dead expression. She's like, I'm not a bitch. I think you're a bitch. Yep. Yep. That was <laughs> so one part funny. I like clearly remember as well. Like good, good one. Where'd you get that line from? Like, she bitch. just, she just really sucks. I don't like I to say that, that about so people, funny. but she's just like, she's terrible. And I still don't get why she's on the show. I really don't. You know, I got to come clean. I did follow her on Instagram yesterday. <laughs> why? <laughs> I just was, um, I saw that she was on Good Morning America and I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of want to see like what she's posting now that the show's she does. Out, yeah. If yeah. she 
I like how she's dealing with it and she mm-hmm. was private um so I had to fo- actually follow her <laughs> mm-hmm. and you really had to put yourself out there I really did and that's why I've been carrying this sense of shame with me and I had to come clean mm-hmm. um okay yeah well I judge you a little but it's fine it's research fine. you could you could judge it's research yeah, exactly. it's, it's research I'm gonna write this <laughs> off on my taxes yeah um so <laughs> she's like really doubling down about all of this yeah. she's completely doubling well, down and it's like the thing is why are these girls acting like this on tv like they know they're on national television it's like anna and her sitting on the couch just being oh wait you know what that comes next we'll get to that part okay we'll get to that so the new women come and matt takes through four of them the only one he doesn't take is kim kimberly kim and the rest all go through and we lose kayla we lose kaylee and we lose kim so we lose those three girls can we just charge to kim kim you came you quarantined for who knows two how many weeks. weeks two weeks is what we know but wait they might have been there since the beginning that's what i've heard also yeah i've heard that also so we don't know so kimberly quarantined for god knows who how long she comes mm-hmm. in with the most daring dress I ever did see. Yeah. She talks about how her dog drools and then she goes home. Love that about her. I loved Charles I loved the you. dog talk. Charles to Kim. Charles to Kim. We're fans. Maybe she'll maybe the letter on paradise. We never know what's gonna happen for these people. Honestly, like her face when she realized she was going home already, it truly broke my heart. Like there it's kind of rare that I feel like really bad for them when they're yeah. leaving unless it's very close to the end and I you know feel like they actually care about the person mm-hmm. about the bachelor yeah but poor Kim's face oh my gosh it really was well, so sad I mean it's kind of embarrassing when the other girls you came with they all stay and you're the one who gets who has to leave so yeah. I guess he just didn't so feel sad. the spark he did with the other girls and he didn't feel the spark with the other two girls who also left which was kind of sad too because these new girls come walking in and he goes with them over the girls that he's kind of made a little bit of a connection with is kaylee is kaylee the one who left um is she the one that was from north carolina um kayla was kayla kaylee was the girl with the clothes with the dresses and she had him pick the dress to wear for the first oh night. yeah 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 but and then so, yeah kayla. kayla was the one i think that's her name and then she's the one who came in the truck from north carolina and i really liked her because she was very honest in all of her itms and and she was really beautiful but maybe we'll, like i said maybe we'll see them on paradise you can never you never know you never know um, um it was so smart on the producers to interrupt victoria to bring in these new girls like of course they, they did so of good. course they are yeah they are so smart like they know exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. so we get these new girls in and one of them Brittany, she just right from the start anna is talking about her and starts a rumor that engulfs the house that she's an escort and i don't know when this rumor begins i believe it's when anna and matt are talking Brittany comes up and interrupts to talk to matt but Brittany also makes a really big entrance by making out with matt as she gets out of the limo and all the girls just really did not enjoy that um so anna spreads a rumor about her being an escort and i guess the club scene in chicago is very like entangled and a lot of people know of each other and I guess people were telling Anna that 
Brittany. What did she, she says an adult, like what she says something that is so specific. She's entertaining men for money. Yes. There we go. Perfect. Um, okay. So let's say we live in a world where we're yeah. in Chicago mm-hmm. and girl is, is an escort and she does get paid by men to do whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, literally who cares? It's, she's getting so wrapped up in this. And also we don't know that about her we don't care if that's what she does but i will say some people do care about that and for her to be spreading this rumor to all of america it's it's really really terrible and it's gonna like people are not going to be happy about it like there's going to be somebody who's going to judge her on how this went and it really sucks for britney and i feel really bad for her you're saying that like the people watching at home some people i mean there's gonna be some people who like to me i don't i don't care what you do but some people will not be about that and they'll judge her off of that whether it's like somebody at a job or like they'll just know of her as the girl who was an escort on the bachelor yeah i understand what you're saying um there was literally no facts to back it up like i could say anything about anyone yeah. and be like oh yeah somebody said to me on instagram yeah it doesn't make it true exactly there was, so there why was are no you saying base it? to this it was honestly pathetic it was pathetic it was really sad it was sad because anna like said something to her in front of everybody and Brittany's like so you already told this to everybody and now you're telling me and it's just and my favorite it, part was anna was like i think that's a really terrible thing to say about somebody then don't say it you're the one who she said sucks. it she sucks um and then we uh, have a resurgence of a really special word used by Victoria talking about Brittany, and it's the word slore. And I just think we need to talk about it for a sec because I feel like this was a really big word. Charge the word slore because charge to slore. I haven't heard used that to use in it decades. Olivia and I used to use it ironically, and it came back, but I don't think Victoria was using it ironically, unfortunately. No, and like, was- I don't want her saying that word. I. I have so many questions about Victoria because <laughs> we we have really seen in the past two weeks specifically last week when Victoria gave her erotic reading mm-hmm. all the girls seemed really supportive and like thought she was funny yeah. and was like cheering and it clapping. was strange it was like they were her friend it and was then strange. we've seen her say some of the craziest things mm-hmm. a part of me thinks that she just kind of is drinking a lot while you know on the bachelor everyone's always drinking and so Mm -hmm. it kind of seems like a lot of her her itms are you know when she's like been drinking for a while yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and so she's kind of like just saying things that are a little bit you know more off kilter i mean i don't know for a fact it's a living theory yeah go ahead she was planted in the house by producers like she didn't audition for the show to be on it they just found her and made and was like, you're crazy enough to be on this show. Like, and they just keep her around week after week. Yeah. Just Cause they can have somebody to stir the pot. It's kind of infuriating because I think that if we didn't have Victoria, we'd have other people kind of doing similar things. Like Kit really don't like her. I don't think she's very nice. Um, I mean, MJ, we are kind of seeing a new side to her. Like we definitely would have some drama without Victoria, but I think Victoria is kind of like, finding things and bringing them up and getting everyone going she has no filter in the absolute no. 
way possible. Yeah. When when that one girl who we get, the only new girl that we can't remember her name, we're gonna call her Catalina. Okay, it's Catalina. I I love okay. it's Catalina. You're right. Okay, perfect. So when Catalina came in, she's wearing her crown. Yes. First of all, she was so sweet. She was like, "Oh, d- were you a miss something?" Right. Too? Yeah. <laughs> and like so sweet. Victoria grabs the crown off her head, and it's like, she's like, "No, I'm a queen." Like don't Queen touch Victoria. People. Don't, don't take people. things off of people. Like, don't touch others. And poor Catalina's just like dumbfounded. Like, what are, why didn't she just scream? Like, I would have not, uh, I would have said to the producers, like, are you kidding with this? Like, is this a joke? And then Victoria <laughs> takes it off. You think she's going to give it back to her? She puts it on the table, the crown. <laughs> and it looked like a nice crown. Like, it this did. is something yeah, this girl it was definitely is proud nice. of. Yeah. It, wow. So crazy. But there were so many people this episode that I was just so disappointed in. MJ being a big one, like, wow, MJ, I thought you were cool as can be. And now I am so disappointed. I'm, I'm over her. Yeah, completely. And there was one that I don't know if you would have caught this because I had to rewind it. But there is a point where Anna confronts Brittany in front of all the girls and is like, mm-hmm. I heard you're an escort, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Brittany says, um, you know, that is... Like, you told all the girls this. Like, that's horrible. Um, yeah, it's not true. It's not true. It's really, you know, it's really hard to to be here. Mm-hmm. And Victoria does this snide comment mm-hmm. being like, then leave or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she looks to somebody next to her and starts laughing. And you could mm-hmm. see, you can't see the girl's face, but you could see, like, her, like, Which chest, is- like, mm-hmm. laughing. And it was Abigail. You know, I also heard this. I didn't see it, and I'm going to rewatch it for that part. But that makes me really upset because I thought she was different. I thought she was sweet and kind. And now, well, like, I did notice that she was giggling at certain parts and making faces when the whole Sarah situation was going down. But I just thought, you know, I didn't really know the story. But then with that, and it's like, why are you sticking with Victoria? She is terrible. That really upset me that she (sighs) was the one that was like, kind of enabling victoria's bad behavior yeah so what i heard was the reason they didn't show that it was hers because they're trying to give her like a bachelorette edit but i mean that's just the rumor oh really so i don't think she i don't think she'd be able to be the bachelorette yeah i'm not sure especially i'm just not gonna root for her now because i think a lot of people have figured out that she was kind of laughing at Brittany as well next we go to the group date right the group date's next and it's kind of Ben Higgins comes, which I love Ben Higgins. I think love he's Ben just Higgins, freaking cutest. And um, so they have to do some little fall like autumn activities, and one of those is rowing in a pumpkin, a, a hollowed out pumpkin. Which poor Maggie, <laughs> just couldn't. oh my god, she was there sleepy. all night in the dark, and <laughs> it was just really sad. <laughs> she didn't know how to use the paddle. Um, I was thinking. I kind of think I would love that that date. Like, it seemed really funny and weird. Like, I yeah, would love to jump in totally. a giant pumpkin. I would love to throw on a squirrel costume for no reason. Like, it's that just, just seems fun. <laughs> the difference between, like, Tasha's and Claire's men's dates wearing, like, nothing. And then they literally put girls in squirrel costumes. And it's pumpkins. cold out there. It's I just, Pennsylvania. <laughs> The difference between the two is just really funny. Um, so they have to like do this competition, and I believe Mari wins, which Mari yeah, is Mari just wins. like an athletic queen. She's winning all the she athletic competitions. So yeah. good for her. After the date is when we see all that go down between all the girls that we kind of just talked about with the escort and all whatnot, and they're all confronting each other. 
Um, then we move on to the best, to me, the best part of the entire season, which was Michelle's date. They did a cute little uh, hot air balloon ride and they talk about really good things there. They have a lot in common. They both like fitness. They both, you know, hang out with the youths and uh, she's a teacher, former athlete. Where's and- she from? um minneapolis okay which is why they had a lot of conversations you know that were pretty serious on their date which i really appreciated i'm really i'm liking that the bachelor is going to these places and not just yeah i agree yeah we talked about that last week a bit i think it was last week um and i'm glad that this was this came up again i really liked it it seemed like a really raw conversation so yeah i she is my front runner now i mean i i still love brie but I think they just have a really genuine connection. You can see that from that date. It was just, it, it was all there. You mentioned the uh, Maya Angelou quote <laughs> when she just like, like rattles it off. It okay, wasn't said was it? correctly, but it was rattled off. Just kind of like, hmm. is it me? Or did it sound like her reaction when he said Maya Angelou? Did it, she like paused for a really long yeah. time and she was like, oh, you seem to yeah. know. And it was like, she didn't actually know who said it, but then he said Maya Angelou so then she went along right right I don't know yeah that's a good point she is a teacher so I don't know maybe she was just impressed and just was like wait you you know who that is Mm -hmm. while we're at that we oh shoot I totally skipped over the the boxing date what a terrible recapper we have the boxing date there's not much to it it's just that everyone's beating each other up and it gets really dangerous and Matt calls it off if I was if I was on this week, like these dates, mm-hmm. and I got the boxing date instead of dressed like a squirrel, I would have been so sad. How can you go from dressing up as a squirrel to girls literally like getting like a five minute lesson on what to do and then literally like Beating you can get a concussion? Each other yeah. Up. It was bad. Like these girls have really pent up anger at each other and I didn't like it. So I'm glad that he ended it and poor sweet Serena got punched right in the nose. So, yeah, I didn't like that, but after... What are you at over there? <laughs> you go on a date and you literally get beat up. <laughs> yeah, like, what kind of date is that? <laughs> what is that teaching Matt about anybody? It just makes no sense. None of these dates really do, though. So, at that cocktail party after the date is kind of when things go south, and Katie kind of brings it to the attention of everybody that, like, what are we doing? We are not being cool. We're being really terrible people by the way we're acting like we're acting and this ridiculous brings up, this brings up another disappointment of mine which was okay. chelsea and here's mm-hmm. the thing is that a lot of times the editing you can tell they're editing things to like tell the audience a story even if that's not really how it happened and they cut to chelsea when katie was talking they cut to chelsea doing like a <laughs> type of scoff i saw that yep and i was like "Ooh, that." is not cool that really bums me out yeah it was really disappointing so katie gets to the point where she's just like i can't do anything to stop these girls i need to go just tell matt about it and then she goes out and he's talking to all these producers they all like run away and um run away tells him like i can't do this on my own there's a lot of bullying this could ruin someone's life this bullying she doesn't give any names which i i did respect that because we didn't want her to like go tattle on anybody but rather address everybody as you know so he doesn't know specifically who, but I think he has an idea of who it could be. And if he doesn't get rid of who he thinks it might be, then I'm going to be really disappointed in him. Yeah. That's all. 
I, I mean, we talked about this too. It's just so crazy how little the the lead actually knows about what's going yeah. on. Like, mm-hmm. how much does he know? How how well does he know Victoria? Yeah, really. Does he right. know how much does he know that like she's the one that's causing issues? Mm-hmm. I probably not very much. Yeah, and his producers probably aren't telling him anything. You know, they're they're not only I heard they're trying to like they do support the love aspect of the show, but they want all the drama they can get. So. I'm sure they're not telling him anything and he's going to see it and probably just feel terrible. Did you hear the video of him like golfing with his friends and they were talking about Victoria? I did. Yeah. What is your, what are your thoughts? Well, first explain what the video is. The video is Matt golfing with some friends. I don't know who all is there, but one of the guys is the caddy and he is kind of just talking rudely about Victoria and her appearance and just being like i wouldn't do that and blah 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 i wouldn't kiss her and i wouldn't make out with her i wouldn't even talk to her or like stuff like that it's kind of hard to hear what he's saying in it and then i mean you don't hear matt tell him like hey stop you just hear laughing so yeah yeah it's like them commenting on her body yeah um, while they're like out golfing with the guys Mm -hmm. right Um, the show or this was like this was recent like more like so, a TMZ, like paparazzi type thing. Yeah, it was like somebody posted it on Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's like Matt Tyler Cameron. I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. Tyler Cameron is, Laura. Yeah, he was with that girl from Alabama. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah. Hannah and Brown. Gigi. So, and Gigi Hadid, Laura. Oh yes, and he went to her like grandma's funeral, and then mm-hmm. yeah. yep, yeah. That was a crazy time in our lives. Wow, was mm-hmm. wow. Was that the beginning? I think that was the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. So it was Matt James, Tyler Cameron, and then maybe like three or four of their friends and they were all golfing and somebody took this video. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just stupid. Like they're disgusting for, for saying things like that. Like don't comment on other people's bodies. It's so simple. You just, it's so simple. And I, while I don't think Victoria would be any better than this person, it's just still not cool. And we don't like how Victoria is acting. So why are we gonna laugh at it when somebody else is acting just as bad as her? You know, yeah, we just I don't care. Who cares? I yeah. don't care how horrible a person is. Somebody could be a terrible person, but you still don't have to comment on their body. Exactly. Like we know this girl is insecure. She has a a coach. What's the coach that, that's on the siesta key or whatever? Her confidence coach. Confidence coach. You know, and I do feel bad for her because that might have like a tribute to why she is the way she is. Cause we all know what it's like to struggle with that. And yeah, like her hearing that is probably really unsettling. And, but also I think it's just guy talk. There's a lot of guys that we know that would act this exact same no, way. I, I cannot, <laughs> I guy talk is not a thing. No. There's no such thing as guy talk. You're either talking shitty because yeah, exactly. you're a shitty person right. or you're not. Guy yeah. talk is not a thing. Right. But you know what I mean with that? Like, that's the type of guy. Like, we just know that type of guy who would just be a jerk like that. Yeah, I'm just not friends with them because they're shitty people. Exactly. So it was not cool. And, I mean, we probably won't hear anything from Matt about it. And it'll kind of probably just fade away. So as a big D-bag. You think Matt is a big D-bag? Yeah. Why? Because he is – I'm going to say he's a nobody right now because, like, he wasn't somebody who was on the bachelorette and now has yeah. his bachelor moment. Like he was, t- was he Tyler Cameron's friend, Tyler Cameron's friend. I got the name right. So, um, <laughs> he was just his friend. So, like he really just had like a normal life 
and now he has however many girls fawning over him Mm -hmm. and i think like he's gonna let the fame get to him absolutely oh there i go one dollar each Woo! <laughs> making money honey well um so tyler and matt were both in our mag well they're on one of our youtube channels for my magazine and my friend spent the whole weekend with them and out of the two she said like you know definitely tyler is tyler and he's just like the cool frat guy but she said matt was really sweet and he is acting how he does on the show so okay so um that's our bachelor recap laura thanks for being with us today Laura, um, while we have you, I want to give you my duty of the throwback of the week, and I want to see what your throwback would be. What's something you remember from your your youth? Um, I think my favorite scandal-wise is when yeah. Miley Cyrus and her friend made a whole YouTube video making fun of Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. Oh my gosh. But my favorite memory from my childhood was when my mom made a camp rock cake and you and olivia did a live on facebook and you were like you want to see this cake and you held the cake up and it fell onto the computer even though we had a detachable webcam on the computer and for months i tried to hide the cake all (laughs) chunked up in between all the keys on my keyboard and then my dad found out and was not happy that was the craziest time your dad has never forgiven me and that cake I've never forgiven us for that. My mother, my my mom made this cake and she replicated the Camp Rock logo by hand. Exactly. Exact, like exact to a T. I've never seen anything so beautifully done in my life. And if you're wondering like why we are the way we are, it's because my mom enabled us with an incredible Camp Rock cake. Like she enabled our addiction to the Jonas both, Brothers. And both she- of our parents- both of our moms did because your mom was doing that and my mom was taking us, letting us skip school and going to the mall to see the Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> oh my God. That was the craziest time. Yeah. We had this cake. We hold it up to a detachable webcam. We could have taken the webcam off the cam- off the computer. No. We're like, want to see? <laughs> Frosting down on the laptop keyboard. Laura tells that story. I remember she, her and Jess came down to Orlando, her and her friend Jess, and I think she told every single person we encountered that night. <laughs> My favorite story. It is. It's great. And it keeps the memory alive. So that was crazy. Wait, but Laura, yes. to go back to your actual throwback of Miley Cyrus and Mandy Ma- yeah. making fun of Selena and Demi. That was a crazy time. They replicated yeah. a video in Malice. And we watched, I remember it came out and we were just like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. And then you had to choose what side you were on. And I don't, I'm pretty sure I really despised Mandy. I think she was a really bad influence on Miley. And I think we were always team Demi and Selena at that time. Yeah, I was definitely team Demi Selena. I also, when Seven Things came out and she held up the picture of her and Nick Jones with the smiley face over his mm-hmm. face. You had to figure out who it was. You were like, is that Nick? debate as to. Yeah, if it was Nick or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are all great ones. Thanks for the, the throwbacks. Thanks, Laura. All right. Well, that's our that's our show. That's a wrap. That's our pod today. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you next week for episode four. A whole month of the pod. Four on episode four. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're our friend, please do that for us. You know, who if you you're are. not our friend, we really appreciate that you're listening. Like, how did you? Yeah, get- yeah, I love it. Please continue.
Comment on the Instagram how the heck you got here if you're not our friend. Yeah, that'll be the next post. Please look out for it. See you next week, everybody. Thanks, Laura.